Listen up. If you are all about social distancing, wearing your mask in public, and side-eyeing anyone that makes more than one call for sneezing your presence, then guess what? You respect the Rona. If this is you or anyone you know, or if you need to send a not-so-subtle reminder to those who don't put some respect on that Rona name, Respect the Rona is the apparel and accessory company for you. They have t-shirts, pants, hoodies, bags, hats, and a host of other clothing items and accessories to choose from. Check them out on IG, Facebook, or YouTube at Respect the Rona. And while you're there, let them know you heard about them first from Spoiler Alert, Tiff O, and Ricky. First-time visitors get 15% off or free shipping with any purchase over $125. That's right, saving, saving, savings. Head over to Respect the Rona and get your items today. Running your business in today's world is complicated and overwhelming. Until now, How Easy provides business people with all the tools to transition your existing business to a fully digitally automated enterprise platform. CRM, managing your marketplace, building websites, mobile apps, and scheduling social media posts all in one software platform. Integrate affiliate products into your business for additional revenue. How Easy has a special stimulus offer where you get 13 critical software packages in one place for just $50 per month. Go to HowEasy.com now. That's How Easy with two Y's. You're going to want to take your mask off for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you f***ing with me? That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. I'm sinking to the bottom of a place I can crawl out of. I'm slipping every time I get a glimpse of better nights by you. Keep bringing me back to the That was Deep and Ghosts, which brings us to our next guest. She's originally from Boston, now residing here in Los Angeles. She's a pop soul singer-songwriter, and over the summer, she was the recipient of the Peggy Lee Songwriter Award given to her by ASCAP for the song Fake ID, which she wrote with Michael Blum, who is well-known here on KGUP. You might also recognize her from the NBC hit TV show Songland Season 2. It's a great honor to welcome Jenna Lottie. How you doing, Jenna? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, first off, uh, thanks for being here. And, of course. And uh, congratulations on you being the first recipient of the Peggy Lee Songwriter Award. How, what was that like getting recognized by ASCAP for such a prestigious award? Thank you so much. It was very cool to be nominated for that. 
and to receive that award um, was incredibly special. Peggy Lee is an absolute legend and ASCAP has been so supportive of me and my career so far. The, one of the reps at ASCAP, Brian Rays, he, he reached out to me directly and asked if I wanted to apply for the award. And he sent in fake ID on Michael and I's behalf. And I, I said, yeah, sure, why not? And I sort of forgot about it. And then we got an email saying that we had won and it was just so special. And I was so honored to receive that. And I feel really lucky for sure. That's awesome. It, normally ASCAP has this huge convention and they have it at the Lowe's Hotel in Hollywood. But, you know, with the pandemic and everything, nearly all events have been rescheduled or just outright canceled. How did they end up giving you this award? Was it just by email? Yeah, basically it was just by email. I think originally, but didn't happen because of COVID, we were supposed to perform the song at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Um, which would have been insane. Wow. But um, yeah, that obviously couldn't happen because of COVID. So. Oh, wow. So at Carnegie Hall, that, that would have been so amazing. I know. <laughs> like, damn you, COVID. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully they, they kind of like retroactive, like the performances and like reinvite everybody who won awards in the past. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I hope so. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. It's such a shame how things have like happened and how this lockdown has affected so many events this year. I know. Um, it's, like it's I was, bad. I'm very fortunate that I was able to see as many concerts as I, as I did. And then I went to NAM at the early part of the year. Mm -hmm. How are you holding up during this crazy time? Oh, um, depends on the day you ask. Honestly, yeah. it's it's so up and down. It's such a roller coaster, even from the beginning. Like mm -hmm. just good days and bad days, and you know I have depression and anxiety, like most a lot of people do, and it has not been the best situation for that. So you know I'm just trying to take it day by day, but it has been hard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, I definitely can, you know, sympathize with that because, you know, I went through the same thing when COVID-19 first hit. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we were just glued to the TV and just freaking out. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. You know, speaking to depression, with so many people becoming isolated and unable to gather due to COVID-19, mm -hmm. um, depression and suicide is like a big epidemic that, you know, it's bigger than we thought. Uh, do you find yourself getting more involved with this sort of issue and speaking out to help others? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important for those who can speak out about it and their struggles because I think it just helps anyone who is reading or listening um, that might be going through something similar. And I've tried to be um, open about it as much as possible throughout my career from the beginning. I mean, I started releasing music in 2013. And that first album I put out, there was a lot of mental health um, stuff on there. But, you know, as I move forward, I find that like all of my songs are about mental health. And I think it helps me to, I think it's very therapeutic for me to release things that are very honest. And I just really hope that I can help somebody else out there that might be struggling with um, their mental health as well. But I think it's, really important for people to talk about it and um you know it's uncomfortable to talk about mental health especially yeah. with you know your family members or a therapist you know it's 
it's a hard subject to, it's hard to go there. And mm -hmm. I just really want more people to be able to be open about it because it does help. Yeah. You know, after doing research on you, I came to the realization that I went through a lot of depression and I find myself, it's very difficult to talk about my own struggles yeah. with depression because it's not, because you're constantly in denial. So you don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because I feel like there's a, there's a stigma with mental health, but also a stigma with men and mental health. And, you know, there's this idea that if you're a man and you're dealing with your mental health, you're, you're weak or um, mm. you're not as tough as someone else. I don't know. And I think that's, that's really scary. Um, Cause I have men in my life who are struggling with their mental health and they don't want, they, they're not ready to deal with it. And it's, it's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. huh. So what's helped you overcome depression? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely not overcome it. Um, <laughs> I'm still dealing with it now. And since I've been 10 years old and um, it's a constant struggle, but I first started going to therapy when I was like 10 or 11, I think, because wow. I was having these anxiety attacks. Then I started taking medication and, you know, on and off trial and error with lots of that. Sports helped me a lot. When I was growing up, I was a really competitive softball player. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped me um, get through high school and college. And now I try to exercise, but Lately, I have not been at all, and I just, I really notice a difference. It can be hard, especially when you're yeah. your own motivation. In exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. Like, right. Uh, every day, every night I go to, sp go to sleep, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and do my workout first thing, and then I'll feel better, and then I just don't. <laughs> yeah. So. It's easy to, to do a whole week's worth, and then you have the weekend, and you give yourself a break, and then somehow you forget, oh, I'm supposed to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, especially during quarantine, like I went, I go to phases where I'm, where I was really into working out six days a week, felt so good. And then the next month I'm like drinking wine every night and, you know, not caring about what I eat and, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's been a lot, but. Well, wine's good for you. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. It's good for your heart. Well, speaking of writing, um, you used to to write poetry. Is that how you kind of like it helped deal with your depression and anxiety and stuff? Yeah, I in high school and I started writing poetry a little bit, and that was helping me cope as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then I later turned those poems into songs in college, and then um, you know started diving into the music scene and realized that that was really what I wanted to do and started performing and started writing more started a band started touring and it just kind of like spiraled from there spiraled yeah called a spiral because it's like uh it's hard it's hard being a musician and especially when there's so many other people out there today doing what you're doing mm -hmm. yeah. it can be very discouraging but yeah well how did you press forward if you were going through that kind of like that negative feedback and you know mm -hmm. you weren't getting the results that you were getting how did you keep moving forward and say you know I, I i want to continue to do this yeah i loved doing it and it was so pure and like i just loved it and i didn't really care about 
I didn't really know a lot of about the industry at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of naive and I, I just, just kept doing it because I really was enjoying it. Um, and I think that's kind of like the love of music. And, you know, when you write a good song and you, there's nothing like, you know, finishing a good song that you really love, that's the best feeling for me. So I think that also kept me going. Yeah. Well, I was going to mention that, you know, you've kind of been an artist for quite a while. And then about a year and a half ago, that's when we noticed you and you had released two amazing songs back to back. And that was Ghost and Deep. Thank and then you. this year you, you know, released a bunch of good songs and then you appeared on Songland season two. How was that experience for you? Were you nervous at all to be on national television? Oh my gosh. The most nervous I've ever been in my whole life. It was an amazing experience. I have nothing but good things to say about it. They reached out to me like a really long time ago and I kept just replying to their emails and I would do the, you know, Skype interviews and stuff. But in my in the back of my head I'm like I'm never gonna do this I can't do this there's no way I'm gonna go on national tv there's no way like I was just so against it and kind of like you know by the time they were gonna start filming it had been a a long time maybe a year since they had reached out and so my my perspective had changed a little bit at that point thank god and I you know I said to myself okay you don't want to do this because you're scared to go on tv so that means you need to do it <laughs> yeah and so i did it and had the most amazing experience and met the most incredible people along the way and i'm so grateful for that opportunity yeah i, I can relate i mean when i had my first live big event i had this award show and i planned it for like two years And I said, you know, I'm going to have an awards show and it's going to be the weekend of the Grammys and it's going to be amazing. All these like artists are going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then um, once the event happened, I was petrified because I couldn't believe that what I dreamt up was actually happening and I was going to be on this big stage. And yeah. And once I was there and people were interviewing me and stuff, I felt like I was just, you know, out of my skin. I didn't. I wasn't really there. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. If I was you and and on 10 national television, I would have had an out-of-body experience, and I wouldn't remember a single thing unless I saw it on on TV myself. (laughs) Yeah, it was was definitely like that. Um, There were parts that I couldn't remember, and there were other parts that I was seeing so clearly and remembering so vividly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not the best at, like, speaking on camera or like doing these podcasts so I was really nervous about how I was gonna sound when I was talking and they luckily their editors were amazing they made it sort of seamless for me so that was good oh that's good yeah yeah it definitely takes some practice like um, I used to do like like I was in speech at that time because I was still in college Mm -hmm. and so and I, I purposely took speech and speech too and all that. And, and I wanted to get over those jitters. Mm-hmm. But once the moment came, that whole first experience was terrible. It was awful. You know, yeah. I wish I could redo it all. I know. But that's, <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean, but that's kind of how you learn for the next time. It's yeah. like, oh, I wish I did this different. I, I should have said this or I should have done that. And then that's how you grow, you know? Yeah. 
<clears throat> but I, I feel like a lot of these people, they, they've been doing it their entire lives. So they've been getting ready for so long. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So what is the difference between the music this past year and a half versus the music before? Um, mm. What did you do differently? Did you like surround yourself with different people or did you just have a different mindset? Um, well, I moved to LA three, almost three years ago. Okay. So that had a huge impact on my music because um, I was in a new city. I was meeting new people, working with new people. Right. My creativity was spiking because, you know, you moved across the country to Hollywood, you know, like the big dream. And I feel like that had a lot of influence on what I had released over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And um, I really tried to stay consistent with my releases and release often, which is kind of hard to do. Um, that's what I've been trying to do since then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I just draw from my life experience, really, and what I'm going through. And that just will create a new song, I guess. So tell us about your latest song you recently released, How to Be Loved. Mm -hmm. um, what was the inspiration behind that track? Because what I've noticed is that your music is normally on like the darker side, but this song is more kind of like a step away from that. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to create something that was a little bit lighter and I really wanted to create something that wasn't about mental health or dark in, in a way. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I haven't written a lot about is me and my husband's relationship. So right. he was he was definitely the inspiration behind that song. And it's really a love letter to him on how he changed my life and is the most amazing person that I've ever met, really. Um, that's something that I have kept super close to my heart and not kind of explored in my music. I'm not really sure why, but I figured maybe it was time to share that part of my life. That's great. I mean, I love hearing that. I'm like ear to ear. You can't see me because I'm, we're just on an audio podcast, but I'm smiling. <laughs> it's good to hear you're growing as an artist. You know, you're experimenting with different sides of, of yourself. Yeah, because so I feel like all of my songs that I've released so far are about mental health, which is okay. Like, that's mm -hmm. kind of like who I am. I like to talk about things that, that are happening to me. So, yeah, it's just, it's fun to explore that other side and... I'm excited for people to hear the next few songs, too, that I've been working on. I definitely love your darker side of music. It's very kind of haunting. And, you know, the, the production is so well done that uh, you enjoy every song. Even if you don't listen to the lyrics, it's just a you know great music to listen to because the production's so well done. And, like, you know, the vocals are great. Uh, it's just a great experience overall. Thank um, you. I mean, I can't take credit for production because I don't produce, but... <laughs> Um, I work with amazing, amazing producers. Yeah. So I feel lucky. Uh, do you want to talk about your producers? Uh, who have you worked with? Yeah, absolutely. I've worked with Zach Burke, who did Ghosts and a bunch of other songs that I had released, like Sad Girls and Your Party. And, um, and then yeah. I've been working with Michael Blum a lot as well. And um, we've released... Fake ID, How to Be Loved. Um, I'm going to be releasing another song next month, I think, that he produced as well, and then we're working on a new one. Uh, nice. But Zach I met through Instagram, actually. 
couple years ago when I first moved here. And then Michael I met at an ASCAP event, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love working with both of them. And um, I worked with another, a few others as well, but I've worked with a lot. Yeah, Michael Blum is how we discovered you. Oh, cool. Uh, he, he mentioned the song Deep, and then I was just hooked right away after that. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so nice. Um, well, let's take a look at the music artists that you, you know, looked up to as a kid. What kind of music did you like growing up? Um, so many different types. But my mom is a seamstress. And so uh -huh. she, she, would, she had like her sewing room when we were little, me, my brother and sister. And she was a stay-at-home mom, so she was able to work in her sewing room and kind of take care of us at the same time. But she would always play the radio. So I kind of grew up listening to pop music. I remember, like, one of the first CDs that she had um, given to me was the Mariah Carey Greatest Hits. Uh -huh. And, like, it changed my life. I loved that album. Um, but then... Then, like, also, like, James Taylor, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, and then it just kind of grew from there. And I was obsessed. I had this, like, freakish obsession with Britney Spears. Like, mm -hmm. I was a diehard Britney fan and, like, <laughs> worshipped her. I would watch every interview, every performance. I would learn all the dances. Yeah. So I have, like, this deep love for Britney. But, um, yeah, I just, I love pop music. I think we all go through that. I mean, there's not a lot of resources back in the day, you know, where you could like get music. It wasn't until Napster came around where you could actually explore mm -hmm. and hear di different types of music. And, you know, at that time you were, most of us were too young to you yeah. know, hang out in LA and stuff. So <laughs> right. you just had pop music to prefer to. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite era of pop music was like the Britney, Christina, NSYNC, Justin era. Like, yeah. I love, I live for that era. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't tell a lot of people, but I, I, I love that era. Mm -hmm. um, I was a Justin Timberlake fan Ugh. and, you know, Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. My brother got me into, into Britney Spears. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. And he, he'll probably deny that he ever liked her, but I'm like, <laughs> you, you had a poster in your room, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love Justin Timberlake, even to this day. I think he's one of the most talented artists out there. He's oh, so yeah. Funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, can you name or recommend any, like, indie artists that we should check out that we may not know about? Um. Yeah. I mean, I met a lot of people on Songland that I'm really big fans of and friends with. Cool. Um, like, Kylie Rothfield. She's amazing. Caroline Cole's cool. She's awesome too. Like she's super pop. Um, my good friend Kate the Dreamer. She just released her first single, and she's amazingly talented. Um, I have yeah. There's so many. I can send you some a list of people. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, we're always on the lookout for especially indie artists because that's who all who we play. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. Well, um. Who are some of the big name artists that you like? Some of the obvious ones. Um, You're still stuck on Britney I, Spears? No, I mean, <laughs> she's always going to be like close to my heart. But um, I listen to a lot of music and I listen to a lot of female artists. Mm -hmm. Like I find myself like not listening to male artists 
really at all, which is weird. Mm -hmm. um, but I love Sasha Sloan. Um, I love Tori Kelly, Lennon Stella, um, Donna Missile. She's awesome. Dua Lipa. Mm -hmm. I love Dua Lipa. I think she's so cool. I'm trying to think of who else. I love Taylor Swift's new album. I have not heard that yet. Really? No. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's very artistic and like deep, deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm going to miss like the obvious ones that I love. Whenever, whenever someone asks me this, I never know how to answer. <laughs> I know. I put you on the spot. That's all right. No, it's totally cool. I'm just awful at interview questions. <laughs> oh, Julia Michaels, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, course. she she got to critique your song. I know. She's <laughs> so she's so cool. Yeah. I love her. She's oh, so like down to earth and just a nice person. That had to have been surreal to perform in, for her. Yeah. And then that, have her judge your song and that could have been was, so nerve-wracking. Yeah, it was nuts. I mean, the part that was nerve-wracking for me was the anticipation of going out there. Mm. And then once I was out there, I was completely fine. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they're just people and I don't really get starstruck or I haven't yet. I don't know if I will, but, um, you know, they made, they made it super comfortable and they were so nice. And yeah, it's just the, the anticipation beforehand. And then after I was like, what just happened? Yeah, I often get starstruck. You do? Have you been why. starstruck by? I mean, well, even independent artists who I am like a big fan of and no one else knows who they are. And I still get starstruck and like, nervous. That's so and nice. That's so cute. I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, I get nervous every time I go on the air with someone. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing oh this for God. so long. Yeah. I mean, you don't seem nervous at all. Well, it's all an act. Um, did you want to talk about what projects you have coming out? Um, I have, I'm working on two songs right now that I'm going to release. The next one is probably the best song that I've ever written. I wrote it by myself. And it's it's a sad one it's a dark sad song <laughs> yeah. but um i think people are going to be able to relate i hope they will like it um i think i'm going to release it next month i'm not really sure yet cool but it's called her and it's just about like being jealous of people oh okay yeah and wishing kind of like comparing yourself and wishing that you were them it's funny you mentioned earlier i, I wanted to comment on it and um you were talking about how you like only like female artists mm -hmm. and I have a tendency of going through that phase myself where I have a hard time finding a male artist that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. And then some, you know, a male artist will come out with a song and I'm like, Oh my God, there, that's the song that I've been waiting for, for like years, you know, yeah. and I'll go through this whole period of just only listening to females or, or just listening to, to mm -hmm. male artists. Yeah. It's mostly female. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah. If you listen to the station, there's probably 70% is all female. Well, that's awesome. I, that's <laughs> badass. That's how every station should be. And then we uh, don't bar like genres. I mean, if a song is good, it, it's good. You know, yeah. we, we don't, we don't, we're not going to disregard you just because it's hip hop. I mean, we'll right. actually listen to it. That's awesome. You guys are badass.
I don't know. I mean, the music today, it's like the everything is so set on algorithms I and know. genres that people don't end up experiencing different styles of music. Yeah, it's so true. And it's, it's very frustrating as an independent artist, too. Because it's like, how do you get into those algorithms, you know, without mm-hmm. millions of listeners and like a label behind you with the connections and the money. And it's something that I'm really struggling with right now. It's like every time I put out a song, it kind of feels like not a lot of people are hearing it. Yeah. You know, that's it's because it's not the right algorithm. And then you start questioning yourself. You're like, is this not good? You know, like, is this, I thought this song was amazing, but you know, maybe other people don't think so. And then I, I tend to go down that rabbit hole and I need to learn how to not to do that. But it's hard not to. Yeah. There's I, so I, much music out there. Like so much. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The industry is, it's all so computerized because, you know, there's a certain formula that you have to, to match. Mm-hmm. And then from that formula, you know, that's where your creativity is uh, limited. Right. And so you have to write a song specifically for these parts. You know, you can't have longer than a 30-second intro. Then you have to have your your chorus be 60% of your entire song. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you can fit your story here, 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 and here. Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't give me very much room. (laughs) I know. I know. And I I just, I find that that is so limiting. Yeah. You know, I don't want to work that way. I want to write the song how I want to write it. But whatever you're doing now, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing, and I, I've been loving your music. Every Thank single you. song, all you Thank have to do you is so just much. find it. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Well, Jenna, um, I think this is where we can actually bow out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was awesome having you on here on the show, and I can't wait for you know to hear your new music. And where can people find your music? They can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Pandora. Pretty much anywhere. It's on there. It's Jenna Lottie, J-E-N-N-A-L-O-T-T-I. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. It was really fun talking with you. Oh, great. I, I appreciate that. I mean, it was definitely an honor having you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much. And, and uh, hopefully we can meet up under different circumstances. Yeah, I would love to, for sure. And yeah. thank you for supporting independent artists. Oh, you're welcome. All, All right. right. Well, thank you and have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of KGUP Presents. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. From the KGUP Presents studios in Los Angeles, this is Mikey J. I'm out.
tendency to overcomplicate things And I'm comfortable in my own hiding places If you asked me to stay in a situation I would I would stay And I'm memorizing all the little details And I'm practicing every single line Trying to be the girl that I created So I gotta get it right I gotta get this right It's like I'm 17 Got a fake ID It's me, nobody knows 